We think women need to talk more openly about money because money really matters. It shouldn't be embarrassing or confusing. Join the conversation. We'll be discussing a whole range of topics which will help you get comfortable with your finances. Money Matters, brought to you by AJ Bell. Hello and welcome to another Money Matters podcast. I'm Laura Suter and I'm joined by Danny Hewson. Hi, Laura. We are continuing a theme with this episode. So we've touched on how to ask for a pay rise, um, how to get a job, whether you're just starting out or maybe returning to employment after a career break, maybe because you've been looking after kids. Uh, In this podcast, we're going to talk about student finances. Uh, And I don't know about you, Laura, but I was lucky because when I did my degree course, we didn't have to pay for the course. So I just needed to pay to live. Well, my dad paid my rent and a bit of my expenses, but it just didn't quite go far enough. So I did work through most of my degree course. And I do remember having to cut things pretty fine in terms of, you know, shopping and that kind of thing. Yeah, so I think um, tuition fees were a little bit higher when I went to university, but you could get loans to cover them and they weren't anywhere near the level that they are now. So I think I had a similar experience of like most of my money was going on trying to live and working in the summer and while I was at uni to try and pay my way. But I certainly didn't come out with the massive debt that people are coming out with today. And actually, Figures from the student loans company show that as a nation, we have £161 billion worth of student loan debt, which is just kind of an unfathomable amount. It is an unfathomable amount. And that's a really difficult word to say. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, you know, we've spoken a lot about interest rates as well. And of course, they're having an impact. And and I did see there were a whole load of headlines a couple of weeks ago about the number of graduates who now owe six-figure sums. Can you imagine it? There are more than six and a half thousand graduates who now owe more than a hundred thousand pounds in student loans. And it, it probably won't be surprised to learn that only around a quarter of students who started their course in September 2020 are expected to pay them off in full. And even if you're not expecting to pay off your loan in full, that debt is still hanging over you and has an impact on your take home pay because it comes out of your salary. And we'll talk a bit more about the detail of that later. But the government has also changed the system. And so they've um, done things like they've extended the period that you have to repay the loan over and they've lowered the threshold where you have to repay the loan. So I've been talking about all of those things and how to navigate the system with Ola Majekadumna um, from All Things Money and we've got some good tips from her as well later on. Before we get Ola's perspective uh, let's hear from a couple of recent graduates from the University of Leeds. Bronwyn Jones and Connie Steen spoke to me from the flat that they share together. They've just completed their journalism degrees and they're hoping now to set out on successful careers. I started by asking them how they felt being saddled with such a huge amount of debt. Did you ever in a million years expect when you were growing up to have the huge amount of debt that you now have because you went to university? No, not not particularly. And I don't think debt is anything I've ever really thought about. I can't say that I'm the best uh, when it comes to finance knowledge. Um, so I kind of went into university not even really giving it any consideration, which I think that I will regret 
now I don't know about you yeah I didn't when I started university I didn't really think of the whole student loan aspect of it like in my head I knew obviously I was going to get a student loan going to uni but I didn't actually give it any consideration um until like throughout my uni experience then I started being like oh I'm gonna have to pay this back one day it's not just free money (laughs) yeah in my head when I went to uni to start with I think my first year because I did four years at uni free money yes I I was like yes free money I'm not gonna it's not yeah no it's not (laughs) yeah so do you think that you will ever get to a point where it's all paid off I don't know I mean hopefully I know it's you start paying it off once you start earning over a certain amount but getting to that almost seems impossible as well I feel like it's one of those things that's just going to weigh over me probably for the rest of my life not to sound like depressing or something but it is something that I'm now more aware of I think I know as well because I came to uni later so a lot of my friends have already graduated um and they all say that it's so disheartening when their paycheck comes out each month and it just goes straight away before they don't even see that percentage and like one of them got a promotion at work and the promotion actually hindered her because it meant that she then started paying off the student loan, which she wasn't before. So actually it meant nothing for her. So she ended up getting more responsibility at work, but not the pay to reflect it because that percentage went straight back to pay her student loan off instead. So it is kind of frustrating knowing that I'll be paying that off for a very long time. When you were at university, were you working at the same time in order you know, to, to offset the fact that you had this massive loan but maybe you didn't want it to be even bigger I know we had very different experiences um with uni like in finances and stuff so I I had to work through uni um to fund living and things um but it was mainly because my student loan was the minimum student loan um but that would come in, go to rent straight away and I wouldn't see it. So in order to actually afford to live, um, because basically I started off on the maximum student loan, but my mum married my stepdad, which he has five children of his own. He can't afford to support me. Um, so and my mum doesn't work. So instantly when they got married, my student loan went to the minimum from the maximum, um, which meant obviously a massive yeah um I was like could you not have waited a couple years to get married um but yeah so I ended up having to work just to afford food each week yeah I had um, a slightly different experience because I was um 25 when I started uni so I was then automatically a mature student as a mature student you get a higher loan so I think I got my maximum which is about eight grand whereas Bronwyn would have got about Four. four grand um so I didn't work at uni but I bitterly regret it because even though you know I had the support having extra money it still wasn't enough you know with rent and bills it still is literally scraping by um and the reason why I didn't get a job is because I've been working like two or three jobs before uni so I wanted that break that I was kind of hoping uni would be so I could do something else um but but then I still had not enough money to survive. So I wish I had worked through uni. Although I know working at the same time as doing uni, yeah. I was so exhausted. Like doing my final year of university, having to get placements within the media and stuff, I had to give up a lot of opportunities in terms of work experience because I they would be for free and I had to work. Um, so I've come out of university and a lot of my peers that didn't have to work have gone and gotten work experience throughout their time at uni, but I couldn't afford to do that like I had to go to work like I'd be 
in my job at like six, seven in the morning, finish at 11, 12, go straight to lectures and then be exhausted and come home, have to do my uni work and then just sleep. Um, So I think I was quite frustrated with the student finance system just because I couldn't afford to live because my mum married my stepdad kind of thing. Did did either of you end up taking out other loans or credit cards or anything like that to just, you know, make sure that you got by or? Well, my dad put the fear of God into me about (laughs) (laughs) taking out an overdraft because he's an accountant, um, which I didn't, I didn't really inherit his budgeting brain, but he was just like, never get an overdraft, never, you know, go into your savings. Um, I think maybe I could have done, I think it would have been better if I'd got a student overdraft. I think it would have been a lot added a lot more security to my life because I didn't do that so I did it was it was a struggle um this is where we're at polar ends so I didn't polar ends of the spectrum I didn't get a student overdraft until my final year of uni um because I went so I did four years so I did the first three years without a student overdraft managed and then um in my final year, I was like, I have to drop down how much, like I can't work um, and balance uni as much. Um, so my final semester of uni, I quit my job. So I did get a student overdraft and now I'm in it. And my dad did the same with me in terms of, he was like, never get an overdraft. You'll be paying it off forever on top of it. Um, and for the student overdraft, you don't pay interest. So it's fine. But then the problem is when you're not a student and you're still in that overdraft. Um, and then obviously they give, the one I'm with gives you a year um grace so I have a year to get out of it thankfully which I will be able to do because I didn't go too heavily into it um but yeah I do regret getting a student overdraft so both your parents um clearly spoke to you about money when you first started having to budget for yourself how hard was that did you have any idea of what to do and how did you go about it well, I mean, I lived independ- independently um, since well, I have since I was about 20. So I have a little bit of experience um, having to live completely on my do my own bills and stuff. But still, it's 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 different when you get into a university setting, I feel like, because it always feels like it's it's a lot less. Um, and budgeting isn't or it isn't easy. I feel like I've done a lot of my financial learning through struggling and through university because I wasn't really apart from my dad I wasn't really you're not really taught how to look after your finances in school or anything it's a lot of trial and error and a lot of error that you 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 have to learn a lot from I mean I don't know about your experience I think I yeah I so when I first came to uni the first year I was given the full student loan and the university if you're given the full student loan offer a grant to students so that year I got a grant um so all my money the student loan all went on rent and bills and food and then the grant I am very angry with myself I blew that summer because I just had no concept of budgeting etc and I I wish now looking back I'd saved it and that would have helped me so much in my next year of uni and I wouldn't have had to work so much um but yeah so I blew that in summer I went to festivals I went on holidays I had the summer of my life like most students (laughs) yeah and I just wish looking back like I was so naive to money and I think yeah I I was awful with but I did not budget I bought I was a student I was there buying branded foods like I just had no idea and then I think I had a harsh awakening um in my second year and I was like okay I need to sit myself down now and actually look at my finances my outgoings and kind of learnt as I went along. So what about now where where are you at because you've graduated? 
Yeah, so we finished, what, a month ago now? Um, So I've been relaxing for the last month because I was like, I need a break. And now it's coming to the time where I'm like, okay, I need to get a job because the money that I had left over is going very quickly. So fast. Yeah, Um, and that's with budgeting and minimal expenditure. Um, So now I'm looking for a job. It's that awful period in between where it's like limbo, where you're just waiting to get your next um, source of income. And we're just, I'm literally just stretching out my maintenance loan, the very, the bare bit that's left um, to tide me over. That's got to be hard right now as well, because I mean, the cost of living is so expensive. It's insane. Our it's bills it, are ridiculous. No, so honestly, all, all we do is pay, we were saying this the other day, we were like, all we do is pay bills, food shop, and our money's gone. Yeah, um, it's depressing. <laughs> and my friend who's just gradu- well, graduated last year, she said that she has no money to save because all of her money goes into paying her bills, her rent, her car, everything. And then as soon as everything's paid off, she doesn't have a credit card or anything like that. And I don't want to get, I know it's good for, that's the other thing. Like we were never taught in terms of, I know getting a credit card is quite good in terms of um, boosting your, um, what's it called? Your credit score. Credit score. Yeah. I was never taught anything like that. So I, never got a credit card out to pay off straight away to boost my credit score and all those kind of things. I don't know. I just wish I'd been taught more. Like, I feel like growing up, there was, we were educated on so many things that don't apply to my life now, but I just wish in school or at some point someone had sat us down and gone, this is budgeting. This is how you do this. This is how, like my friends just bought a house, which I find mind boggling, Um, but she's just bought a house and she was going through all the mortgage stuff and she was panicking. She was like, she had no clue how to do it. She'd never, no one had ever sat her down and be like, this is how you live financially. Can you imagine a time where you'll be able to buy a house? No. <laughs> I hope one day. I I feel like I have a naive... You're quite optimistic, because <laughs> yeah. I think I'm very pessimistic. Um, I think because I know my career is, like, more of my goal than anything else in life. Like, that's always what I've wanted more than, like, kids or family or anything like that. I've always been like, okay, I'm going to get a career. I'm going to be successful. So I think for me, I'm like... Physically, it's a difficult so idea. Money will come afford. with that, though, yeah, won't it? that's my logic. Yeah. Like, I'm like... I'll get there many years in the future, but I'll get there. I mean, I would love to be able to buy my own house one day. (laughs) Seems a bit like a fantasy in the distance. (laughs) So you've finished university. You're now at a point where hopefully that will stand you in good stead and and get you the career of, of your dreams. Where are you both hoping to head? Um, I want to work in factual TV, so documentary making. I'm doing a course at the moment. Um, so that would be freelance work, which is also maybe not the most secure job to get into straight after uni when you're constantly looking for the next job. Um, but it's a creative industry that kind of tails off our journalism degree. Uh, so hopefully a build up experience and money will be a little bit more consistent and flow in. Um, trying to remain somewhat positive about that. <laughs> I think I'm the same. Like I've always known documentaries, podcasts, that's the two areas that I'm most interested in probably. Um, but again, we did a journalism degree that's very targeted towards newsrooms and that kind of thing. So I think whatever gets me in the door to begin with. Um, but end goal, I want to own my own production company one day. Fingers crossed. But that also seems financially very far away. <laughs> Well, look, thank you so much for talking to me and and good luck with the future career. (laughs) Thank you. It's been lovely talking to you too. Thank you for having us.
So good luck to Bronwyn and Connie. Their stories are going to chime with a lot of graduates and many people kind of just starting out in their journey through university. And I imagine it's got to be harder than ever because, you know, the cost of living crisis, it's not just affecting everybody else. It's also affecting students, too. And, you know, I would imagine that lots of students are thinking at the moment about supplementing their loans by working part time throughout their courses the way that uh, Bronwyn and Connie did. So lots of questions and lots of worries. And so I've been chatting to Ola Majekad and me um, from All Things Money, which is an online uh, resource for younger adults to help them navigate their finances. And I've been chatting to her about how student finance actually works and why it might involve some tricky conversations with your parents, but also what actually happens when you come to repay those loans. So, Ola, I thought it would be interesting to start for people that are applying for university at the moment or thinking about it in the future. How does the student loan and student finance system actually work? Yes. Yeah, so basically, your student loan is kind of split into two different loans. So firstly, you have your tuition fee loan. So it's what it says on the packet, basically. And that is a loan designed to cover the cost of your tuition fees. And um, so obviously, at the moment, the cost of tuition fees in the UK are around £9,250. So to tuition fee loan will cover these fees for the duration of your time at university. Now, on the other hand, your maintenance loan is a loan designed to help you with your living costs. So if you're moving away from home, then this money can be used for things like your rent, your bills, food shopping, and everything else in between. Um, but obviously, both of these payments are loans. Um, so you will be you will be required to pay this money back. But I'm sure we'll obviously cover that later on too. Yeah, definitely. Um, Okay, so the tuition fee loan sounds kind of straightforward. That just covers your Mm -hmm. tuition fees, gets paid to university. Um, The maintenance loan, how is that calculated? How much can you get from that? And how is it worked out how much you get? Yes, yeah, so your maintenance loan is calculated based on a number of different factors. So firstly, um, it will be dependent on your household income. So how much do your parents currently make? Um, the more money your parents earn, sadly, the less money you'll be able to apply for. Um, but that's one um, factor to consider. Um, also, another factor that obviously impacts your maintenance loan is whether you're planning to live at home with your parents while studying or if you're planning to move away. And lastly, whether um, you're planning to study in London or outside of London will also have an impact on the amount of maintenance loan you can apply for. Um, so yeah, number of different factors, but I think the maximum loan you could potentially apply for is around up to £12,000 um, for the next academic year. So yeah, it's quite a lot of money, but again, it is dependent on those different factors. So then that means that there's like a potentially bit of a tricky conversation for some people. If, if the amount of loan that you can get depends on your parents' income, that kind of assumes mm-hmm. that your parents are going to help you out with university yeah. and you're not going to be able to get the maximum loan. So um, does that is that a bit of a tricky like family conversation people then need to have? Yeah, this is it. I think it's quite hard because obviously, you know, the government likes to take into consideration parents' backgrounds, but they don't also consider how much these parents have outgoing. So for example, I was a single parent household going to university, so I was on a maximum student loan, whereas my friend was on the minimum because her parents obviously earned a certain amount. However, the government doesn't take into effect that two other or two other siblings were also at university at the time, that she also had two younger siblings as well in school. So again, those factors aren't really considered, which is a shame because obviously she was obviously disadvantaged in that respect. So again, I guess it is having that conversation with your parents. Is there, um, is there anything you can do to kind of help me out? Or it's also looking at other means to kind of make extra money whilst you're at university. 
yeah so I guess things like getting getting a job or like working mm. in the summer leading up to it um or yeah. maybe even for some people taking a gap year to kind of save up save know. yeah definitely um and then is there if you're from a low-income background and you're maybe you're you're getting that tuition fee loan you're maybe getting the maximum you can get on the maintenance loan but that still doesn't feel like enough to to live on or you still need more support is there more help out there for, specifically for kind of low-income households yeah, so many universities, which I don't think many people are aware of, actually have something called hardship funds, or they may be called something similar. And they are available for people who may come from a low-income family or are also a care leaver. Um, so yeah, these funds may be available for students um, who obviously come from a lower-income background and are struggling to cover the cost of university, because we all know university isn't cheap. Um, these funds also may be able to... Um, may also be available for students with a disability or if students have a dependent such as children um, but it's, yeah it's always really important to contact the university to find out if you're eligible for this extra money and um, obviously the money um, varies from university to university but it's always important to find out what that amount may be um, I know at the University of Birmingham they gave um, students an extra £2,000 a year which obviously definitely helps out in some respect um, and yeah it's really important to find out if these funds are grants which is money you don't have to repay that's free cash for you guys or if these funds are an addition to your student loan which you'll obviously have to pay back over time and so then you've kind of navigated that whole system and then once you've graduated I think like the average amount of debt that people leave university with is about 50,000 pounds which sounds yep. <laughs> massive to start your working life with um so can you just talk us through a bit like how repaying that loan works yeah so yeah sadly a lot of our students come out with a lot of debt I think mine's around like 65k like it's actually disgusting <laughs> but yeah when you finish university you don't actually have to worry about repaying your student loan until the following April after you have graduated so you get a little bit of breathing space once you've graduated and just to kind of like take in the fact that you finished uni and you're going into adult life um so yeah so if for example you are graduating this summer you don't have to worry about repaying back a single penny until next april um but obviously once you have reached the following april the repayment process then begins but it only starts once you've started earning over a certain amount of money. So for this 22 to 23 tax year, unless you're earning over £27,295, you don't have to pay back a single penny. But um, this applies to students on a plan two student loan, which is any student loan taken out after September 2012. And then, yeah, after, you've, um, after you're earning over this amount, you'll then have to pay 9% of the amount you earn over this threshold. So yeah, it's really important that the payment process does begin after amount. Um, but it's really important to note as well that if you do stop working for whatever reason, or if your income goes below this threshold, then your student loan repayments will automatically stop. And so then that means that it's not kind of like uh, normal debt I guess it's not like having mm. 65,000 pounds sitting on like a credit card or in your overdraft is it but yeah, um, no. what other ways does the student debt differ from kind of more normal debt I guess yeah I think obviously people always say yeah I've got student debt I've got student debt and I think the word debt really scares people but like you said it's not quite like a normal debt it's not 65,000 pounds in your overdraft or your credit card I kind of like to see it as like a student tax Um, obviously it's that kind of bracket that you kind of pay after your um income amount so yeah it's very different to a normal debt because obviously like I mentioned before you only start repaying after you 
after you have met the repayment threshold. And if you're a student from England or Wales, your student loan also gets written off after 30 years. So again, that's something to consider, especially when taking out your student loan. And that applies for plan two student loans. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then still people, students are often going to have to supplement these loans with with other forms of debt, aren't they? So kind of credit cards Mm -hmm. or buy now, pay later, overdrafts. Um, Yeah. How do people need to consider taking on those different kinds of debt and, and how how can they think about managing it, I guess? Yeah, I think it's really important outside of your student loan that if you are going to apply for debt, then that money isn't free money. You are going to have to pay it back at some point. So it's really important to first ask yourself if you really need that amount of money. So I know a lot of people are quite um, like to target students and offer them £5,000, £6,000 loans. Yes, it sounds appealing, but again, it's um, remembering to ask yourself, do you really need that amount? And that goes for credit cards as well. Um, Yes, you may want to opt for a credit card, but again, it's really important that, you know, if you are going to borrow money, please do um, responsibly repay that student, um, repay back however much you um, borrow every month. Um, And also, if you can, have a really low credit card limit as well. So again, it reduces your um, temptation of overspending. Um, But yeah, I think it's really important to note as well that if you are a university student you actually are eligible from a number of banks interest-free student overdrafts which might be able to help you out whilst you're at university but again it's not free cash and it's something you will have to pay back again once you finish university but I know those interest-free student overdrafts are really handy for students at the the moment. Mine was like a lifesaver when I was at university Mm -hmm. and then I basically (laughs) used to try and use my summer holiday to earn enough money to get out of my overdraft so that I would then inevitably end up using it the next yep. year. But I mean, <laughs> having that extra bit of float, I think, and, um, did really help. But yeah, yeah, quite the shock when you then have to work out to repay it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then there's some changes coming up to the student loan system, aren't they, from next year, which mm-hmm. um, are, are quite complicated, but they do have quite a big impact, don't they, on, on yeah. people who will graduate from, from next year onwards, right? Yeah, so for students starting university from September 2023, um, one of the main changes the government recently recently introduced is that they will have to start repaying their student loan once they are earning over £25,000 a year. So rather than repaying once you're earning over £27,000, um, students will be required to start repaying from £25,000 the April after they graduate. Um, so yeah, that means you're going to end up repaying a bit more than what people are um are paying at the moment or even sooner as obviously a lot of people typically kind of graduate on that kind of salary anyway um another change worth noting is that students also starting university from next september will also have to um will also have their student loan wiped after 40 years rather than the current 30 years so yeah again you'll be paying off that student loan a lot longer than what people are currently doing at the moment um so yeah to summarise, um, student um, students going to university from next September, it's going to cost a lot more than what it has been in the past. Yeah, and I think that's going to make a lot of people really think about um, whether they go to university, what the other options might be, or yeah. the courses they're picking and kind of the earning potential um, of those. I think if it's going to be that much more expensive. Yeah, definitely. And that's definitely something my sister is trying to weigh up now. Um, she's meant to be starting September 2023. So again, these changes come into place when she goes. So yeah, it's kind of weighed up the options. Does she need to go to uni? Does she want to go to uni? What are the other options? So yeah, I think it's definitely something to really consider if you are planning to go to university. Um, I mean, I went, I loved it. Um, but obviously, it's not a cheap decision to um, make. So yeah, definitely weigh up your pros and cons of going. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. Thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Some really great tips from Ola and do check out All Things Money for more great tips and a chance to engage with people in the same situation. Um, We are going to talk a little bit about um, saving for your kids uh, in a future podcast that we're going to do, because I would imagine, you know, that a lot of those conversations that students are having with parents start with, so have you got any money saved up for me when I go to university? (laughs) And also, I just want to flag that there's an article on the Money Matters homepage, which you can find by searching for AJ Bell Money Matters in Google. Um, And the article uh, that I penned, it looks at how much your student loan will actually cost you. So um, people come out with an amount of debt, but then because of the way that that repayment system works that Ola talked about, you kind of don't really know how much you're going to repay of that debt. So I've done some calculations that just highlight how that works, but also the massive impact that things like working part-time or taking career breaks or getting pay rises can have on the amount that you actually repay of your student debt. It is so complicated. Do you remember the moment when you'd finally repaid your student loans? Yes, and it was such a nice feeling, even though I don't think that it was a massive amount that came out of my pay packet, but just that feeling of being like, I don't have that hanging over me. So I really feel for a lot of people today who are never going to pay off that loan and are basically waiting to get until that um, cut-off period before their loan's wiped out, before they can experience that. Yes, I, I do remember going out and uh, celebrating because it, it, it did make a big difference. Um, that is it for this episode of the Money Matters podcast. As always, we love to hear from you. We're on social media. You can find us on Instagram at AJ Bell Money Matters. Do leave us a comment, a review wherever you get your podcasts, or of course, get in touch if you have any topics that you think that we should be talking about or just anything that you want us to hear about. thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time before you go please remember this podcast is for educational purposes and the views expressed don't necessarily reflect those of aj bell the podcast isn't telling you whether certain investments are suitable or not and don't forget that the value of investments can change and you can lose money as well as make it it's also important to remember that tax rules apply and that the way an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it behaves in the future if you want help go see a qualified financial advisor.